Welcome to Mavericks All Access. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers, in for Anna Bellinghausen. She's out in Tampa doing some other things right now, but uh, here with the Omaha men's ice hockey team, Coach Gabinette to my left, we have Jesse Lansdell, forward for the team, defenseman Dom Badoli. Uh, guys, first off, thanks for joining me. Yeah, you guys excited? Us. Oh yeah, excited <laughs> to be here. This is great. Now tell me though, because it is it's a long break for you guys right now. Are you two the last of the bunch in Omaha and that's why you got roped into doing this tonight? Yeah, we're the we're the few stragglers left. We got maybe maybe like three or four guys left in town. Everyone headed out. So uh yeah, we're the last ones hanging around. But the vets though on the team. So they saved they saved like, you know, the experienced guys for the role. Well, I say vets it's an age, not like <laughs> longevity here in Omaha. That's right. We've been around the block so yeah they, they saved us pros yeah. <laughs> that's right coach let's uh let's start this thing off with you um how would you assess the start of the season yeah really uh really happy with the first half i think uh, just from from game one till now lots of growth from the team uh both individually and collectively as a as a team so really happy with it you know lots of uh lots of important games coming up here to play but overall in the first half we've really been pleased with uh with how well the guys have been playing yeah i was joking with um austin the sid for the team before uh this thing even got kicked off about the gauntlet of a schedule you guys have when you come back from break i, I mean just speak to that like how tough is the nchc yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's uh, definitely uh, keeps you up at night sometimes preparing and knowing the opponents you got to face. But we also love it. You know, we've talked as a group with the players, and those are games you get up for knowing the schedule that we got coming up. So we'll start with a fun tournament in ASU to to kick off the second half, then right on the road again at North Dakota, and and then home versus Denver. So as you mentioned, uh, lots of good opponents coming up here, but uh, that's why we prepare properly and and uh, we'll you know use the break to our advantage, and we're looking forward to a tough second half schedule. Now is this everybody's first time in Arizona have you been there before is is Arizona a new environment is it old uh for me personally it's first time going there like, so you're looking you know, forward to yeah, it yeah definitely and then playing hockey there is obviously a, a different experience as well so yeah really looking forward to it what about you Dom I've I've been once for like family vacation when I was 10 or so so it's uh, it'll be it'll be new it'll be new and uh yeah, we're excited to play in the Mullet Arena. It's yeah. uh, you know new new rink there, so uh, it'll be a fun trip for us for sure. Yeah. Now, sometimes I run into athletes and they've never been on a plane before. <laughs> Have you guys been on an airplane before? <laughs> first half, first half of the year. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Few. Are you guys scared of flying? Do you like flying? I, I actually I used to be terrified of flying. I used to like freak out, but now I kind of love it. I uh, I always go up. I, I I chat with the pilots and stuff before and everything. <laughs> give them a few comments and stuff. So yeah, I used to be really scared but now I kind of like it. All right so you're walking down uh, you're walking to your gate right you're yeah. going onto the plane you take a left turn when the stewardess is telling you to go right what are you saying to the pilots? Well, oh yeah I just go in there I just I kind of give them a tap on the shoulder and ask them how they're feeling make sure they're all dialed in for the flight so <laughs> that's it you know just just checking in that's that's all that's all it really is. Is that what you do with the guys when you step into the locker room before a game you're like hey oh, yeah, I just, good. yeah I go up I shake the boys hands ask them how they're doing yeah it's uh it's just you know part of the part of the tradition. <laughs> First season for both of you guys wearing a Maverick sweater coming from Notre Dame and Ohio State, Jesse at Notre Dame. Take me through some of the differences uh, from your previous stops to the one you're at now and uh, why you chose Omaha. Oh, I don't, I, do you want to start? <laughs> I can load a question for Jesse. <laughs> I can, uh, yeah, I'll kick it off. Um, sorry, start with the first part again. What was the... So, so you're, what, what are the differences from stop one to stop two for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously coming from 
coming from Ohio State, a big, you know, Big Ten state school, it's a um, bit of a different feel on campus. But uh, with regards to the hockey, it's it's very similar. Um, I was talking about it with some with some people, you know, just the, the other week about some of the differences between the Big Ten and the NCHC. And it's, it's really it's not too different. Um, you know, both both conferences have their they kind of have the the real offensive skill teams run and gun, and then um, but then you know both conferences also have the the structured defensive uh, teams that kind of that kind of lock down and play heavy. And so uh, there's not too much of a difference between between the hockey wise, but obviously. Um, yeah, school-wise, it's it's a bit different, but uh, but Omaha's been great. I mean, there's you know, I whenever someone asks me why Omaha, it's like uh, it's what's what's not to like about it. There's uh, you know, I say like I got out here early early in the summer and uh, I got to explore all the all the restaurants and coffee shops and everything, get a feel for the city, and uh, I know I love it. So uh, yeah, what's what's not what's not to like about it? Go ahead, Jesse. Your thoughts? I would say one of the biggest. Uh, differences for me is just like the day-to-day scheduling. Um, at Notre Dame, we did the school um, up until two o'clock, and then kind of had later practices in the day. Uh, whereas here, it's kind of like you have your early morning classes, then you kind of head to the rink, and then you have your choice of working out before, or after practice, and then practice, and then we obviously get fed at the rink, which is a huge uh, plus that we didn't have at Notre Dame as well. So that's pretty awesome. And then guys will have their night classes and stuff, and. Um, I guess another difference is just last last few years, you know, living with teammates. And then this year, kind of made the jump to living with the girlfriend in an apartment. So that's definitely been a little bit of a, an adjustment. The place is a little cleaner this year than it has been in years <laughs> years past. I can only imagine. Yeah. So that's that's been a big plus. And then uh, also have a uh, hundred pound golden doodle living with us now. So I got a little son running around. So <laughs> yeah. So that's been another uh, added responsibility. But it's it's been fun so far. Did you play with Chase Chase Primo? Yeah, I did last year, one year. So did he tell you a little bit about Omaha before uh, before you left Notre Dame? Yeah, well, I kind of talked to him more so when I started going into the portal and um, started talking to uh, Coach Gavinette there and kind of uh, feeling things out with him and kind of getting a better feel because I really didn't know too much about um, schooling or, like, the program much. Um, and then, obviously, Pavanka played here um, last year, and it was actually kind of funny because I was pretty close with him at Notre Dame, and throughout the year I would FaceTime him even before I was even considering transferring or anything and he was just like telling me like oh man it's great here like it's so different and these are all the things I love and it's kind of like it's just it's just a really good change from you know the last four years what we had there so he was he was super positive about his experience last year and it was only halfway through the year and I had no idea what I was doing so he had all these great things to say and it wasn't like he was being a salesman because he didn't know that I was looking to go elsewhere so I think that was that was a pretty um big helping point to just have that relationship with a guy I trust and he was in a very similar situation to me so it was really good to have him to talk to things about coach what drew you to these two guys yeah well both actually it's kind of funny now with the portal a little bit and stuff a lot of these guys we you know we think we recruited Dom actually in junior and he made the wrong mistake. Didn't pick us uh, five years ago, but uh, but yeah. So we knew Dom beforehand, and and knew uh, just knew his capabilities and just what type of players, and always really liked him, even back from his prep school days. 
Um, so we knew him for a long time there. So it's nice when you kind of have a familiarity of the player when you watch uh, throughout their careers. And, and same with Jesse. We had, we had known about him a little bit there. And similar to Pavanka, you know, when he came in the, the, the portal, we talked to him about him and, and obviously had a great experience with Jake and, and knew what Jesse brought. And just watching him play, him, he's an everyday player, had a good program for a long time. And so we were definitely attracted to, to him in that one. So you, you really just got to, you know, do your homework and, and talk to, you know, whether it's your players or if you've watched them play before and get a feel for the player and the individual and then, then recruit them and hopefully they choose Oma. Yeah, damn. Way to go. Yeah. No, they've, they've been in my ear about that plenty. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, Coach told me that's why uh, you didn't play against Ohio State. It wasn't because you were hurt. That's right. Because of something else. Yeah, I know. A little punishment for it. No, no. Um, uh, wow. Coach, you know, it's uh, if you look at the schedule this year, at least the first half of the schedule, it's kind of been the year of the split. Mm-hmm. Right, you you know you go into to Friday and you come out with an L, but Saturday you do a great job of responding as a team and 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 uh, being able to leave either location A with a win or or you know Baxter with a win. Uh, is that just a credit? Like when you think about the split, is that just a credit to how um, tough the the NCHC is as a conference, or um, is that actually something that you guys? could like alter like you know whether it's a mindset thing or a readiness level thing mm-hmm. to, to open a series yeah I think I first off I, I started giving the guys credit you know to, to to respond I guess so to speak and and find a way to to not you know get two losses in a row is a really positive thing and a tough thing to do and I think I think also you have to kind of know the situation again if you you know not that we don't want to win every single game obviously that's the plan and that's what you work for and prepare for but when you're at a place like Denver or even Minnesota Duluth and and you find ways to to get a split out of the weekend I think also you have to you know take some pride in that that that's a not a bad road weekend as well so uh, definitely you know you want to be getting both those wins all the time and you prepare for it. And I think our guys do a great job of doing that. And, and, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes maybe a Friday or Saturday goes a little bit differently, but you want to have the same mindset. And then obviously if you, you are successful on Friday, you want to back that up with a good game on Saturday. And if you're not successful on Friday, you want to make sure that uh, you respond accordingly on Saturday and, and been really proud of the guys, uh, you know, effort level all season long, even on some of those Friday night losses. When you look back, uh, the you look at the effort and, and the preparation, it's all there, um, and some of those other things are out of your control at times. Well, when you speak to effort, Jesse, um, kind of the tough guy of the team, the enforcer, find your way uh, into the box. Uh, <laughs> he's already grinning because he knows, and Dom gives him a tap because he knows. Uh, but that's just kind of you, right? That, that's just always kind of been who you are, or is that something you developed later on in your hockey career, being kind of that tough guy on the ice? Yeah, it's, it's something I've always kind of been like as soon as I was started playing hockey and you could hit I kind of started to enjoy you're it like hey I like this more, yeah <laughs> um, and for me now it's just kind of like one of my skill sets of something I can I can do to help defend um, you know there's a lot of like skilled players in college and it's not easy to defend them with your legs and stick all the time so sometimes you have to step up and try and get a piece of them and then a lot of the time that you have your team to back you up and you at least slow them down and someone else could help uh, defend them so I think that's just kind of one of my my assets that I can help bring to the team and obviously with that it comes you got to you know kind of pick your time and that's something um, something I've been working on especially in my college career and a little bit at my end of my junior career just being a little more selective with those those hits um, and kind of being smarter with that so that's it's an ongoing process uh, but I think it's a big asset to any team I play on and just kind of you know um, helping intimidate other teams and kind of get them off their game and a little frustrated with me. Dom, now, tell me this. Uh, you're the oldest on the team, right? 
Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not no? actually. I think we. Yeah, I think we got a couple guys that are that are older. But uh, aren't yeah. you almost 25? I am almost 25. This guy, I think he's I'm, got I'm me. He's, yeah. Are you the oldest on the team? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Me and Seth are the yeah. 298s on the team. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. At least you guys were born in the <laughs> 90s, right? And yeah. you're not 2000 baby like Tanner. What is he, 04? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like yeah. the fathers of the team. <laughs> gotta look after well, you guys kids. got a lot of games under your belt, right? So how has that kind of helped this team this season, knowing that, you know, coach goes into the portal, he grabs two guys with, with a lot of experience that, you know, can kind of help mold the younger generation? Yeah, I mean that's I think one of the one of the cool dynamics of our team is that we do have that mix of we have some older guys who have been around the block and um, you know lots of experience in college hockey and then some some young skill and when you kind of have that when you have that that dynamic of of you know, different guys that can c- contribute in all different ways I think that um, that can lead to a lot of success and so yeah I mean we you know we do play part of that role and just uh, in in helping out the the younger guys and whatever it is, you know, it's just like helping them adjust to the daily schedule of, of balancing classes in college and with your, with practices and things like that. And, um, you know, it's not just us teaching. Like I, I learned from those guys too. Like I'll, you know, I sit there and I watch, I watch Tanner toe drag guys left and right in practice and stuff and I'll pick his brain on things. So it's a, it's a, you know, two way street. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to play the role in, in kind of mentoring some of the younger guys. So, fellas, I want you to take a moment and just kind of look around the room here. Like, take in the surroundings, take in the atmosphere, because you guys get to do that every single night you play at Baxter Arena. How special is it playing in front of these diehard fans, these diehard Maverick hockey fans? And, you know, what's it like to feel, like, so beloved after a win when you guys step back out into the concourse and sing with the fans? Yeah, it's a pretty cool experience. Like, you, you go out there and play, and it, it seems like a pro environment, but then you have those relationships with the fans, and you get to do all that cool stuff that you don't usually get in the, the pro game, and it kind of seems like a really good college atmosphere in that aspect, but then you have so many people. Um, and then just being here tonight, obviously a great crowd, and kind of more intimidated to be here talking than playing in front of <laughs> 7,000 on uh, Friday or Saturday. So it's, it's been great so far, and we're getting such great crowds and just great people around here in Omaha. So it's really been nice getting to know some of the fans. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the coolest places that I've, that I've ever played. Like, you know, obviously going on the road, you get to experience other atmospheres in college hockey. Um, and then coming here, it was like, I remember the first game being out there, I'm looking around. It's like, it's, it's seriously, it's one of the coolest places to play in college hockey. you know how many sellouts we've had this year, and and just the the energy and the passion of the fans. It's, it's it, you can't help but but get up and get excited for for every game, every weekend. And uh, yeah, I mean we're just we're so lucky to to have people come out and support us in the in the way that they do. Coach, what about you? I mean you've you've been in hockey your entire life as a player and a coach, like. What do these fans mean to you? Yeah, and just first off, before I answer that question, just back to your origin, original question about Jesse and uh, Dom, just adding some experience to the lineup. I think one of the things that I really noticed as a coach, just just how calm, um, you know, I deal with the forwards up front. So just even Jesse, like even in the thinking back to the Denver weekend, you know, it's a high-intensity game, one-goal game. I think they were a top-five team. And, and just hearing Jesse talk on the bench and how he conducts himself on the ice, I think that's really, really valuable to our team to have guys with that experience and and just know how to behave in certain situations so just wanted to add that because i think both those no, guys did a great that. job great job doing that and and obviously the fan base is you know i know how special omaha is and, and not only as a fan base but as a city and community and like you said you got this many people 
um, on a Thursday night coming out to support us and just like they do in the games. And I really think, uh, you know, our administration's done an awesome job getting Baxter Arena uh, to, I think, uh, you know, really close to capacity every single night. And, and you can feel that energy on the bench, right? You can look around. Even as a coach, you're so focused on the game, but you do find those times where you're looking around, you can feel the, the noise or that shootout win on Saturday when, uh, when Mueller scored there or Simon makes a save. It's a pretty special place to be a part of. So, um, you know, can't thank the fans enough and it's a special place to live and play. And, uh, and as you heard these guys describe it, you know, everybody feels like that in our team. Feel the noise. Make some noise. Am I right? <laughs> everybody out there. Am I right? Do you guys like the make some noise guy? He's kind of weird. The make some noise guy? I don't yeah. even know yeah. if I know the oh make, make some noise guy. Oh, my gosh. There's this M, there's this MC in the arena, and he is so annoying. <laughs> All he says every single time is make some noise. He's it the is, energy guy. You need that. Yeah, you need the energy it's just, guy. It's just crazy. <laughs> He's absolutely nuts. No, it's me. That's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matt Buck, right? Yeah, you guys. See that? I had your my, back. They're my friends. Yeah, my guy. I had your back. Yeah. I didn't even know it was you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Go, you go to war with Look, Dom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, I'll, go to, I'll go to bat for you. <laughs> my man, my man. Okay, let's, uh, let's, you know what? let's keep the fun going because I, I had some fun hypothetical questions drawn up to get to really know you three, like maybe get you out of your comfort zones. Coach, my first one for you is, I mean, you are just all business. Like every time I see you, and now Grant, it's it's more times than not it's it's before a game it's right after a game but I mean you are head forward you don't veer off the path but I'm like there has to be like some moment that these guys caught you when your guard was off mm-hmm. like you were doing something um, that you know it's just not like you know tie suit and tie coach Gavinette that we see on the bench do you have a moment that, like, you kind of got caught not being Coach Gavinette, and do you guys have anything you can share? You want me to start first? Yeah, yeah, you start first. I, I, I want to yeah. try to get inside of Coach yeah. when he's not well, first coached. off, I don't like ties, and I don't put it on until about three minutes before the game. Uh, so that's, uh, that's one thing. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Austin told me earlier he caught you wherever Austin is. He told yeah. me he caught you doing yoga one time. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, coach doesn't strike me as a yoga guy, but that's yeah. cool. Like, yeah, yeah, it's that's something that's I cool. didn't think. Probably trying to de-stress. Uh, but maybe I should try some of that before a Friday night game. Might help a record yeah. on Friday night. But it's, uh, uh, but yeah, no, you know, I think, I think when you obviously when you're just like the players, right? Like I think when you're when you're not in work mode, you're not in work mode. It's time to relax and have some fun, and, and I love to do that. But when you're, you know, when you see me during a game or or practice, it's kind of go time. So it's uh, time to be serious and, and dialed in and ready to go. So, uh, uh, but uh, I don't know if these guys have caught me. Uh, what do you guys got? I don't, I don't anything, know. anything in the in the short know. year? I don't know. I don't think they well, got. Well, we were in uh, Duluth. We were doing oh. a pre-scout oh. video, and we were doing, like, a face-off. We were pre-scouting yeah. their face-offs, and they started running these, like, weird plays <laughs> that you don't see very often. Yeah. And Gabs is uh, telling us, like, okay, if they do this play with the D here, we got to have a forward here. And it was, like, super confusing. And then, It's like the Herb Brooks moment yeah. in Miracle, yeah, right? Yeah, Where yeah. he's, like, drawing up a play, and, and everybody's just and like, it's, And it's, if, what? They, if they do the small tweak, we need a guy here. And then he kept switching, and he was, like, testing us. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, starts giggling. And, <laughs> like, the whole room just starts laughing. And I think that was just kind of a moment where it was, like, it was all business and then he kind of realized like okay this is pretty funny it's <laughs> yeah. um, so a good story yeah, like, that's, that's, see, that's good that's for me coach that, I, need, I needed come, something like that, that yeah, to like yeah. know that you're not all business all the time yeah yeah I'm not I'm not yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if I don't know if I've caught him doing anything. The only thing that I can think of is whenever he hops on the ice for practice, he'll like get out there and you kind of see like the old player gabs in him. He gets the edges <laughs> going, he starts dangling and stuff and That's center right. ice and so so he kind of switches from coach to player for a second or two. He's getting himself dialed in for practice. So and meanwhile, meanwhile, Coach Hambrook's chopping up the ice with, <laughs> yeah. with his yeah. bad hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gab still has the he still has the nice hands and everything. So That's yeah, right. you can kind of you can see the player in him too. <laughs> see, I was kind of hoping like there'd be a story like you thought you were alone in the arena you're like singing down the hallway and then out comes Dom and you just kind of like pause and you guys are big eyeballs toward one another and you're like never speak at this moment (laughs) yeah no I I have not done that (laughs) yeah uh, doesn't let the guard down yeah he doesn't let it down more so at home home gabs is a different gab all right Buddies with one of your buddies, it's uh, it's a different story. Behind closed doors. You bet. You yeah. bet. Well, we'll, exactly. we'll leave those stories behind closed doors. <laughs> Probably smart. Probably smart. Yeah. Uh, now, okay, for the guys here, if you guys could swap positions, okay, with any player on the team for a game, who would it be and why would you choose that position? Like, does anybody have, like, the stones to be Simon or Seth? <laughs> That's the first one that came to my I don't. – I'd have to think about this for a second or two, but the first one that came to my mind would be Simon. Like he just, I, I just want to put my, put my, you know, self in the, the position of the cat, you know. Like, <laughs> I um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anyone else that would be, that would be fun. The first, one, the first thing that comes to my mind is Simon, though. It's just, you know, the way he's dialed in in mm-hmm. the net every game. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to, fun to experience that. But uh, you got I, mean, I would, I would just switch to D and then just worry about making a good breakout pass and then watch the forwards <laughs> go to their thing yeah. out there. <laughs> Sit on the blue line, all maybe just, rim a puck. Oh, so, so those guys behind. are just resting? Yeah, let the forwards go <laughs> to work. Yeah. Don't, let, don't let Victor or Griffin, anybody like that, hear you. Oh, yeah. oh wait, yeah. there's Dom. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. I'll switch positions <laughs> to Dom, yeah. Last practice, we switched positions a little bit. Just, yeah. uh, was thinking it was kind of fun put the forwards back at D, and you can hear the beaks going back and forth to move the puck, and yeah, yeah it's pretty Yeah, well, pretty it's fun. fun. All the forwards like to you know, get in your ear and talk about how easy D is, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. all you do is rim pucks. And the first time, you know, one of the forwards is back on D, they go back to break a puck out and they rim it right away it's like they do the same exact thing as us so yeah well speaking of chirps this is a great segue into what i had planned for you guys but first i want to hear what all three of you because coach you've played for a while i wonder if there's even a chirp that you remember from way back when uh when you played or if there's if there's a new chirp you're like gosh that's a good one uh what's the best hockey chirp you've ever heard keep it pg we've got some kids in the house best hockey chirp yeah (laughs) Uh, PG, I know some of the guys on the team, I thought, I hadn't heard this one before, but I think it's kind of funny. Some of the guys like to go up to other, other guys on the other team and they tell them that they put creamer in their coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, you drink your coffee with creamer in it, don't you? And guys are just like, some guys just kind of look at them and they're like, what? And other guys are like, no, like, I drink my coffee black. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they get defensive. Yeah, some guys get defensive. So, yeah, that one's kind of funny. Doesn't Jimmy put the most creamer in his coffee? Oh, I actually have a Jimmy, Jimmy story. Yeah. yeah, he had a coffee sitting, like an iced coffee type latte thing in his stall this morning. And I was like, oh, this looks good. Like try a sip from Scooters. And it was like sweeter than a milkshake. It was like, it was disgusting. <laughs> it's legit, I took a yeah. sip and I was like, Jimmy, what is that? It's like, it's good, hey? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> he gets dessert with his, that's his coffee. Yeah. It's like a little bit dessert of coffee. Dessert in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to the back to the chirps. I can't remember when I heard this. It had to be five or six years ago in, in juniors. But 
um, someone went offside and I heard like on my team, someone went offside and I heard one of the other guys skate by and go, that's okay, man. Like new rule. They just put it in last night. <laughs> offside. So, so now, now like the last five years when there's been like a bad offsides on the other team, I'll just skate by him. I was like, Hey, don't worry about it, man. New rule. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes just the easiest thing and becomes the best. Yeah. Chair. And it'll just like fluster them. Like, what an asshole or something. <laughs> Coach, what about you? Oh man, it's been a long time, but, uh, Maybe something along the lines. I think I remember. I can't remember said to me. Probably said to me. But uh, uh, one guy. I can't remember if it was me or one of our teammates. One guy said, "I beat up guys bigger than you on the way to fights." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good back when. Yeah, that's uh, a good uh, one. Uh, you know, back when there's lots of fighting. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you guys have a lot of chirps. You, like you've heard a lot over the years. Um, so I have a list in front of me, <laughs> and I want to read some of these chirps, and I want you guys to tell me if you know what they mean. Oh um, and it was just like a top 20 list. I grabbed eight of them that I thought were, were great. But I'm like, you know, maybe they're thinkers. Maybe they're not. Yeah. Maybe we do a little coach versus players here. You know, give them the advantage because they haven't had as much run as you, Coach, <laughs> sure, right? Sure. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, the, you're the big brain in the room. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to read you a chirp, and then you guys just you guys tell me what you think it means. And then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Cool. Sound good? All right, there are easier ways to get tickets to watch me play, pal. <laughs> there are easier ways to get tickets to watch me play, pal. What, what do you think, like, if that was a chirp said to you, what, what are they meaning by that? Easier ways to get tickets. What, like he's just sitting on the bench or something? Like, yeah, like you're on the bench. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty close. They're riding the bench, yeah. right? right? Okay. Yeah. All right, okay. so very good, very yeah. good. Yeah. Let's yeah. maybe start off a little easier. <laughs> All right, how about your 10-ply, bud? Your 10-ply. Oh, I've heard that one. That's kind of an old one, isn't it? Just, like block of wood kind of thing? Or nope, not it, that good. Doesn't it just mean you're like weak or scrawny or... You're soft. Yeah, you're yeah, soft. yeah. Ten ply like toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty good one. No, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one before. All right, I'll give the edge to the yeah. to the players there, Coach. Sure. They're up They're up 1-0 nice. on you. Oh, okay. All right, how about, <laughs> how about go relax with a scented candle in a bubble bath? <laughs> oh, I mean... Sounds kind of self That's a Thursday night. That's just a, a normal Thursday night for Dom. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. There that's, it is. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Nightly, nightly tradition. Yeah. It, it has something to do with uh, what you would say to a hothead. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, coach. Yeah, yeah. Calm down a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Calm down. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it to coach because you guys didn't speak up. And yeah, Jesse fire. was like, this is I me. Caught a, <laughs> I caught a stray bullet there. <laughs> Ricochet. <laughs> All right. How about soccer practices tomorrow? Someone's diving. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Flopper. Nice. Yep. yep. We see a few one. of those in our conference. Yeah. yeah Have you? Sure. Not on this team, though. No. We don't. No. Gosh, no. We play an honest game with yeah. some integrity. <laughs> <laughs> How about I've seen better hands on a digital clock? Oh. Just, can't, just can't handle the puck. No, actually. What? Not that. It's kind of along those lines, but that's not like the reference that that was used for, at least in the example. So, Coach, what do you think? I'll, I'll give you uh, a second guess here. Hands on a digital clock. I would just say, like, bad hands, like a yeah. kind of similar answer. It, to it's kind of like that, but they okay. used it in, like, a, a shooting example. So, like, uh, when they were getting a one-timer. Okay. Um, okay. So, a swing there and a miss. There was a point there. I think yeah. we got that. Got it. I mean, <laughs> maybe we'll give you, like, a tie, All like right. St. Cloud yeah, State. Yeah, it'll wash. It'll, yeah. <laughs> it'll wash. All right. Uh, I hear they're hiring a Zamboni driver. <laughs> Like, like not good time, to play hockey. Yeah, time for a change of career. <laughs> no, not that. Not what? not change of career. I just said, yeah, not good enough to play hockey. Like you should be. A, you should rather than hockey be. A yeah. No, so that was just a guy that gets no ice time. 
Oh, so if, okay. if he would be a Zamboni driver, he'd have at least yeah. you know, six, seven minutes during intermission. Okay. Uh, okay. Are, are the guys still up 1-0? Or who's keeping score? Cam? <laughs> no? Do we lose count? I think, yeah, I think we're up That's 1-0. all right. All right. We got, I've, I've got two more here. What's that? Roll down your window. I can't hear you. Oh, that's if someone's oh. wearing a visor. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. in college the, hockey, the it'd be, it'd be Victor bowl. Mancini, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's good style, though. The fishbowl's good style. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I, th- yeah. I like the good. Do you, would you rather have the fishbowl or the cage? Well, I go cage because the, the, the bubble fogs up. The bubble, the, you know, so that can get annoying. Guys are constantly trying to wipe it down, and, like, the sprays don't really work. So that's how I go cage. But if okay. If I'm going off style, I'd go for the bubble for sure. It looks, I think it looks sweet. The bubble's a lot more upkeep. Yeah. I've worn one the last three years. Yeah, he's kinda, it kind of, like, sucks to take care of because if you, like, get into a battle or, like, someone's stick goes across, you get, like, a big slash across or, mm-hmm. like, your hair comes down and, like, it'll be just, like, sweat spray all over so you can't really see. It's it's a lot of work. I don't recommend them, but they are, they are good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. My, against it. my last one for you. Switch to Geico. Switch to Insurance, something. Insurance. What's the what's their saying? Fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was relevant. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nice work, though. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll give him the point just for the. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just for remembering that. Uh, Any ideas? Any guesses? Switch to Geico. I don't know. No idea. Yeah, just. Switch it up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you'd say to a goalie uh, to save more. Oh. Okay. I've heard one where was, I've seen coupons save more than you. <laughs> yes, that's a good one, too. I saw one, too, and, oh, man, I hope I don't butcher this. It was something about, like, I've seen more scratches than a lottery ticket or on a lottery ticket. <laughs> You've been scratched more than Yeah, you've been scratched more than a lottery ticket. See, I butchered it. Nice work, though, Jesse. You got them all banked up, though, because you... Rebound. Yeah. (laughs) But you're all about saying chirps on the ice. Have to be. I've actually... No, I've settled down in the... In my old age, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I was all about it. Getting into it after whistle, kind of like Skippy. But yeah, I'll say I think I think he's got the best one-liners on the team, though. Listening to Jay, he's quick. Oh, he's give quick. me your best one-liner. Oh well, I, uh, I we can't put him on the. I have to now. You can't say that. Well, and no, then not, like, not, not like one. Are they like, in the moment? But like quick-witted. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like you oh, know, so he's just witty. Context-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you pride yourself on, on being witty in the moment? I would. I just enjoy it. It's funny. I think it's good. I think it's <laughs> yeah. good skill. Yeah, I think it's great skill. I usually go at it with the the Frenchies on our team, uh, <laughs> Lemay and uh, Guive, <laughs> and one of them like fan on a one timer. I ask him if uh, they want to try my stick because well, I usually say it to Guive because he's a righty. So <laughs> ask him maybe maybe he's a lefty. So yeah, you're using the wrong hand, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that usually gets under their skin a little bit. They don't really like it, but. I think the best. It. I think the best one was we were playing baseball before the season, oh. and uh, Ray Fust was up to bat, and Jesse convinced Fusty that uh, he had he had a right-handed bat in his hand, so when he did the left, <laughs> <laughs> and Fusty's like looking around, he's like he's like looking for the other bat, yeah. and every time he would go up, he'd ask me if he had the right-handed bat, the proper-handed what bat. A, I was like, yeah, you're yeah. good. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. You're so mean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Picking on the Europeans that hadn't really played baseball before. Yeah, yeah. just he just likes to pick on people. That's okay yeah, though. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it goes good. back to his role on the team, right? Yeah, you yeah. need it. Yeah, you need it. Pick on the opposition. Now, okay, keep, keeping these uh, these good these good vibes, the good energy alive here. <laughs> um, the, my favorite thing to ask athletes is like, what is their favorite like coachism? 
that like coach either Gabinette or, or in, in this case coach Gabinette or their coach I would ask um, you know if we, we were talking men's basketball I'd ask like you know what's your favorite crutchfieldism but for this case Gabinettism yeah. what's your favorite coach Gabinettism what? Like the thing that he says, things, things, the thing that he does. What's your favorite thing? Oh, oh I, my favorite is when he comes in and goes, here we go. Here yeah, we go. That's, <laughs> that's, the cla- that's the classic. How's, every, how's everyone doing? Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. You do answer your own questions a lot now that he says that. Like, how's everybody doing? Good? Like, good. before they can even respond. Let me answer that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they, uh, yeah, I just like to bring the juice. I like to bring the juice. I'm all like for it. it. Like I'm like all it. for it's it. It's time to work, baby. We got to get going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's got to be like the, the most classic one is he comes into the locker room just fired up and like he'll give one like, here we go. And then like the rest of the locker room will echo it. Like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like at this point, maybe it's conditioning. Like maybe he's doing like a little psychology experiment, but like that just like dials us in, you know, then we're ready to go for practice. So yeah, yeah just like the little here we go. It's like, well, like, now it's time, you know. Well, see, if, coach, if I could chime in here. Sure. Uh, you know, every time I get the chance to talk to coach, I try to get him to say the word process. That's oh, yeah. my favorite thing that coach says um, because you, your, um, your Canadian accent really comes out with that word because you don't say process, you say process. Yes, <laughs> emphasis on the O. So when, whenever we would go in for media sessions, um, especially when I was working at the university as, sure. as um, you know, a, a video guy, that was my goal every single day. Was it, it was either a today matters or a process, yeah. and and I tried to get as many out of coach as I could. So the questions were always swayed toward like skill, yeah. <laughs> so that he could say like trust the process. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What, what about what about these guys, coach? Like if, if you have a- anything, any juice on them because they're kind of they're kind of picking on you. You can even yeah. just pick on me for all, yeah. for all like I'm an easy target. No, no. Well, Dom for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, no, but you know what, Dom? I think maybe a. He might be the next make the noise guy. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> he loves to. Uh, I'll coach you up. Yeah, you know what? Dom's always here. We go. Here Dom's we go. Always, yeah. <laughs> Dom is always talking and bringing juice, and I think that's a good thing to be honest. I, I think it's I think it's much needed. We have a long season, and so the guys that have the great energy and like to like to get things going, I think, and he likes to talk. And I think the guys like it when he talks. So it's a lot of a lot of prompting from each other a little bit there. So it's the uh, guys. The guys think I talk too much. They give me a shot clock whenever it's my time. To, <laughs> whenever it's my time to talk in the locker. Room, Room, like the, especially the Frenchies, they start pitching in. They're like, "You got time limit, like shot clock," you know. <laughs> so they they think I spew too much. Yeah. We always joke too. Whenever he gets interviewed, it's like next thing you know, he's giving the interview. Like he starts <laughs> asking the questions. You're like, "Okay, Dom, settle down." Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. yeah, I just reversed it on him. He yeah. actually changed his flight to be here tonight. <laughs> I, did, yeah, yeah. I was actually supposed to fly out earlier today. No. I was just stoked that people yeah. were voluntarily coming to listen to me. I don't have to trap. I don't have to trap people in a conversation like in the locker room oh boy <laughs> uh okay let's ask uh let, we'll ask one more fun question then we got some fan questions for you guys as well so let's see here i'll ask one to coach and one for the players so coach starting with you imagine you have the ability to, to clone any player on this current team to be on your teams for the rest of time okay who would you choose and why would you choose that player Ooh, this would be interesting to hear who the players think I would choose. Let's let's start with them. Okay, oh, okay. This is, he's just buying time. No, no, I got. I know you do. You got him locked up. Yeah, okay. mine comes. I I got okay. one right away. Okay, who do you think? Jack Randall. Okay, what about you? <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty safe safe guess. Yeah. I mean, 
Simo would be another very easy one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just he just brings it every day. Like you know what you're gonna yeah. get from Simo. Yeah. So I'd probably. That's a tough question. We got so many good answers for that to be. Uh, way to go, I would coach. Probably, that, that that's the safe way. That's the safe way to start. I love but all now, these guys. But you know what? Like, <laughs> put the wall up here. Now you can be like one on one with me. Like no, let's no. just be honest. Yeah. You know what? Maybe uh, again, it's, it is tough to be honest. It's tough to single guys out. But you know what? Jack Randall to me is a guy that. Uh, you know, I recruited really hard uh, when he came back from Michigan and uh, spent a lot of time recruiting him and reminded him of that quite often. It took a long time to get him, but just a guy that's, you know, very consistent, you know, physically, mentally, uh, practice-wise, game-wise, and uh, I think just a great role model for everybody to, you know, that you got guys coming in, and if you can have leaders that, that do things like that, because I think it's a great example for other guys. So definitely Randall would be uh, top of my list. Here. All right, all right. Players, now to you guys. Let's, let's kind of keep it with the same theme here. If you could have any historical, it could be your, fa- your favorite too, um, hockey player as a teammate, okay, somebody on the team this year that could help you win a national championship. Oh. Who would it be? Like, and, and don't just like. Oh, just, not just locker room guys? Or? Yeah, yeah, just, just any historical teammate, maybe your favorite player growing up, like somebody that you'd want to play with, but also that you know would be like the perfect fit for the team. So like, you know, an easy answer could be like, oh, I'm choosing Wayne Gretzky because yeah. he scores a lot, right? Um, he gets a lot of points, but he may not be the perfect fit for this team. So maybe try to like marry those two together. Mm. I would do uh, Paul Bissonnette. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> All right. That's what I was thinking. Biz good nasty. Lock, good locker room guy. Apparently, even when he didn't play, when he was scratched in the NHL, he would come in and play tunes for the guys <laughs> before the game and stuff. Um, so just like obviously a great teammate and someone probably everyone loved playing with. Um, obviously wasn't the best player, but played a role and was a great teammate. So I think that's a pretty. That's always been someone that would be like, wow, that'd be pretty cool to like get to know or uh, be on a team with. So. What about you, Dom? You sticking with that answer too? No, I'll give it. I'll give another. I would say that's the first thing that came to my mind too. Was, was Paul Bissonnette? Yeah, just for the locker room part of it. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of another good one for college hockey. I mean, other things that come to mind. I guess you can go with the other spit and chicklets guy, Ryan Whitney. I mean, he's funny in the locker room too, and was a great college hockey player. Or like the other one that comes to mind is, is Paul Correa just because he ripped up college hockey. Like having him on your team, as a defenseman, I would just like go back and just look for him, give him the puck, and let him go in that. So, <laughs> secondary but, assist. Playing with him, yeah, phantom <laughs> secondary assist from the D zone. Like that's what I, yeah. A lot of points for Don Badoli. That, yeah, that yeah. would be a treat. I'd be begging Gabs to put me out on the ice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably what I'd go with. Yeah, good answer, good answer. Okay, let's get some fan questions in uh, to you guys before we wrap this thing up. Coach, uh, we'll start with you um we'll do this question from james what is your favorite fan moment you've had in in your time coaching the mavericks favorite fan moment I, uh you know what I, I i enjoy seeing the you know the celebration after with the guys i think that's pretty special where they get to go out there and see the guys and i enjoy seeing our guys interact with uh with the fans i think i've you know I've told the guys quite a bit that the feedback that i get from the fans just them taking the time to meet people and say hi to people means a lot and and I also think that we got unbelievable guys. So whenever they get a chance to interact with our guys, I think they become uh, even bigger fans. So I just think seeing that daily, you know, interaction post-game or during events where you're seeing the players interact and getting a chance to, uh, to see what I see, get to see on a daily basis with our guys, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Jesse, Ava wants to know if you can describe one of your pre-game routines or rituals. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really have like that many rituals or routines I kind of typically do the same things but it's I, don't, I wouldn't really call it a ritual I 
typically take about an hour nap and then um, come to the rink and kind of, you know, take my stick or whatever, ride the bike. Um, but I've been kind of, in years past, we've usually played about three or four sewer games, which is like kind of keep up soccer games with most of the team before warm up. Um, then I would usually like to get at least one win during that. Uh, this year it's been a little harder because we only play one game. So you only have one shot to do it. Um, so that was like, I was like, I, I always like wanted to get at least one win in the past. Now it's just kind of like whatever. I just enjoy playing it. So that's kind of what I have for them. All right, Dom, what yeah. advice do you have for aspiring hockey players looking to improve your game? This question comes from Ryan. Uh, advice for, I would say the biggest thing, work on your skating. Work on, your, work on your power skating, your edge work. Um, I think that that's one of the most important things is, like, you know, moving up through the levels, being able to skate well. Um, yeah, and then the other part of it is just consistency in your work. Um, just every single day or whatever it is, like, whenever you have free time or something, just find something to work on. Like, I, when I was younger, I would just run around the house with a hockey stick, and I'd drive my parents crazy because I'd be gashing up the walls and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, um, like, like a... Uh, an authentic hockey stick, not like a shinny hockey stick. Yeah, right? well, that's great too. Yeah, you, know, you play, uh, <laughs> you you, I, you play shinny with the with, with your buddies too and stuff. But yeah, I just I'd run around like uh, in the basement and stuff. Like my parents had to wait until I was I don't know until I got older to to redo our basement because like I, I, we had a wall that I would just rip balls at and stuff. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> a couple smart, holes in, couple holes in the drywall. So <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I just say in the consistency and just uh, just have fun with your training. Coach, I think this is a great question from Trevor, but how do you approach individual development within a team setting? Mm. Yeah, I think it's really important. I think you've got to spend the time and try to figure, figure out what each individual needs and where they're at and kind of meet them where they're at. I think that's one of the – I know for me as I've matured as a coach or tried to improve as a coach is that, you know, oftentimes, you know, the student hasn't learned – you haven't taught until they've learned. And I think sometimes you got to be patient with that. I think today with – video and everything I can show Jesse one thing on video and expect him that he's got to have it like that where that's not the case that's not reality you got to allow them to have opportunities to practice it and practice it over and over again so I think just being patient on some of that stuff is really important with their individual opponents and then also just really knowing what that individual needs and then finding ways to uh, to work on it and then just the last thing I would say was just getting their feedback you know, I think sometimes as coaches, you have a plan, but I think it's really important to, to communicate with the players and, and find out what they feel they need to work at and what they're trying to work at. And I think when you get their feedback and their ownership, uh, then you're working together towards a common goal and, and good things happen. So uh, that's what I would say. Jesse, you kind of gave us a little bit of insight into this already, but um, the question here we have from David is, how do you balance the demands of hockey with other aspects of your life? So it, whether that's a student to athlete approach or even just for you. I mean, you had mentioned that, you know, you live with a girlfriend, you have a hundred pound dog. Um, like how do you just balance like being a person off the ice and then an athlete in the locker room? Yeah, I think it's just kind of managing your time and, and just making sure, you know, when you're at the rink, you're not thinking about what you have to do in school or when you're in school, what you have to, if you know, if you have to get groceries that night or what you have to cook that night. So it's kind of just like carving out enough time to do the things you need to do each day. But then when you're at the rink, you're 100% focused on what you need to be focused on. And then you're kind of giving it your all in every aspect. Um, so I think it's just understanding that, you know, certain things need to be done each day and just ensuring that you have the time to do that and just making sure you're present in the moment. And Dom, um, how do you handle 
pressure situations or crucial moments in a game? This question from Emma. Mm, I would, I would say that you kind of. I think some of the uh, we talk about this in the locker room too. It's like you don't. Uh, what's the? I think it's like a Navy SEAL saying where it's like you don't like rise to the occasion, but you fall to your training. And so I, I think that uh, or something like that. Sorry, yeah. if I butchered it. But uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think that the confidence and. Um, and the calmness of pressure situations just comes from your your reliance on or, or your understanding that like all right i've I've put the work in and i've prepared and uh and you don't you don't think much in the situation because you, you just you know you're ready to go and you've done all the preparation work and so um yeah there's you know there's there's nothing really to worry about in those situations. I'll ask a few more questions. If we have any fan questions in-house as well, you can feel free, raise your hand, and just, and just shout them out. Um, Coach, I'll go back to you, though, here. Um, what, this could be a loaded question. Um, let's go with this. Can you share a memorable coaching moment or success story you've had as a coach? Yeah. This could be a recruiting success story. This could be you know, a, a game success story, a season yeah. success story, anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a loaded question. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I, obviously, it, just because I think I f- feel like there's a lot of different ones I could talk about. But, you know, maybe just something this year, I just think maybe to the Denver uh, the Denver weekend, I thought that was a really good example of, I thought we had a really good start on the Saturday night game for the first period, and then obviously the game got postponed. So that's a really, you know, kind of you're playing well, you're feeling good, everything's going well, then boom, you got to come back and now try to do it again, you know, for the next day. And I just was just really impressed with just how focused our guys were. I felt com- comfortable in our game plan and just the way the guys executed. So, and, and then we had, uh, you know, we had to travel home that night. So that's just a really nice feeling when you know the guys have really performed well. It was a big win. You got to go for a really nice dinner after the game, and then we had to fly home that night. And so those are those are moments you got to – I remember Kemper was on the trip, and we were kind of sitting there, and those are moments you really want to cherish because, you know, those wins don't come all the time. And, uh, and just for how well the guys played and, and they get rewarded with the win and just all that thing, a really nice meal after and, and to travel back. So I think that was something that I really tried to soak in and, and just really enjoy because that was a special, uh, special night. All right, fellas. I think we got to shout oh, go out Brian Suslow too for – for the master class of director of hockey ops that he put on in Denver, <laughs> yeah. having to, in the one night, having to cancel our flights for the next morning and switch them to the following night and set up the dinner. It was, I told him you could do a case study on it. So <laughs> yeah, we got to, yeah. we got to shout out Brian. Special Sussel. shout out. Yeah. No yeah. And he does some great work for you guys too. On well, review. He picked the restaurant. He picked the yeah. restaurant yeah. and did everything. And man, it was just, everything worked out perfectly. So absolutely. All right, fellas. Uh, couple more questions for you guys, and then um, I'll hit the audience here back up. We'll, we'll start with Jesse. Jesse, what do you enjoy most about being a member of the Maverick hockey team? Oh, that's, a, that's a loaded question as well. <laughs> I guess we're just um, asking loaded questions to yeah. close this thing down. <laughs> I, think, I think one thing that sticks out to me this year is, like from years past, is just how much I enjoy coming to the rink every day. Um, just the guys we have on our team, our coaching staff, like – it's you know it's obviously hard work and sometimes you don't want to go to the rink you know not every day is you know you don't have the best mindset to um, go through what you have to go through but just going to the rink and then you got the first guy you see is Jimmy like saying saying a stupid joke to you or something and it kind of gets you smiling (laughs) and then you walk in and then you see Simon smile and you see all these guys that are just awesome people Um, it's just it's just such a great place to um, come and get your work done every day 
Um, and it's just a place that, you know, I've always, I've always thought like throughout this whole year that, you know, if I came here earlier, I think I'd be a better hockey player. Um, so the stuff we have going on here, the development, you know, the conference we play on, the coaching staff we have right down to our strength coach and our uh, equipment manager and our, you know, the uh, training staff we have, we have some great resources there. Um, it's just a great place to become a better player and a person. And, you know, I kind of, you know, wish I was here earlier. Dom, the last fan question to you, uh, this coming from Michael. Were there any specific players or teams you looked up to as a young hockey player that you drew inspiration from? Um, yeah, team-wise, I, I grew up a Columbus Blue Jackets fan growing up in Ohio. Uh, yeah, so I followed the Jackets all the time. Those were my first uh, hockey games that I went to. Um, when I was younger, like my dad, my dad and I would, you know, drive the two and a half hours, right? We go catch a game, uh, you know, once a year or so. So yeah, I, I watched the jackets all the time. And then, um, player wise, I always, uh, I always loved watching Nick Lidstrom. Uh, great. Good great, one. Yeah. Yeah. Great defenseman. Um, was one of those guys where, I mean, he was an anomaly, like the way that he took care of the D zone and defended well, but then was also able to, to contribute so much offensively and, you know, win the Norris trophies and stuff. It was just, uh, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch him when he was, when he was playing. You know, I'm actually going to extend this. I want the same question for both of you guys, uh, that you guys, a player or a team that you drew inspiration from as a young player. Go ahead, coach. Um, man, as a player, I, re I really liked Phil Housley. Phil Housley, I don't know if it's a, I think he's might be the all-time American, uh, looking at Dom, their American defenseman there, probably a little bit, uh, too old for Dom to remember, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he played. Uh, my Gramps coach for the Winnipeg Jets there at the end of his coaching career, and uh, he was he was he played for them and just really puck mover defenseman. Always had his head up and you know very cerebral and smart. And so I always uh, always just really enjoyed uh, enjoyed watching him play when I was a kid. What about you, Jesse? I would say the team when I was young that I always looked up to was the Vancouver Giants. It was the big WHL team where I lived, and it always kind of seemed like those guys were just like the pinnacle of, you know, the level of hockey they could play at the time. And being so young, it just seemed like so far away, and it was just like this amazing accomplishment. And then as you get older, you kind of – realize like okay look at all my friends like playing in this league and stuff and so that was the one I kind of idolized growing up and then for a player uh being from Vancouver Alex Burroughs uh he was a player that played with uh Daniel and Henrik Sedin um so I watched him probably 10 years growing up and he was just a very good complimentary player for those two really um skilled players and you know he just worked so hard for them and made those two better um so I think that's who I would have to go with all right, we'll turn the attention to the audience in-house. Anybody have a question for the guys or coach? Go ahead. Just stand up. Shout it out for us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> nice. Did, did you guys see the the beer got the got yeah. thrown on the ice? Yeah, that was pretty because crazy. of the because of the ref. Sorry to interrupt. Was that you? I thought I think <laughs> that, that guy's crazy. here that tonight. <laughs> 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 Tread, tread carefully. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody gets suspended. Hot mic. <laughs> you guys going to leave this up Do to you coach? Guys want this? <laughs> <laughs> well, not a good time to get fined before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. 
I mean, I can I can talk on it. Like yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily say it was ba- it's been bad officiating. Like calls are going to go either way. And my last four years of playing college hockey prior, it's it's always the same thing. Like you're not going to get perfect refs. Um, very seldomly you you won't really realize the refs are there, and that's when they're probably at their best. Um, and it also de- depends on the teams too. Like sometimes, you know, you just play a clean game and um, sometimes like that St. Cloud weekend, obviously there's just so many calls that could go either way um, and they have to do their best um, to make those calls. So it, it's very tricky for them. And sometimes you're on the right end of the call and sometimes you're on the wrong end. So um, it's easy to get mad at them. But at the end of the day, like we as players probably, you know, we get upset, but the fans are probably more heated because it's harder to watch than actually play. Um, in my opinion. Um, so being a player, you kind of just roll with the punches and you got to understand what's going on and um, kind of let our coaches deal with the refs. And, you know, obviously we get we get heated with them. But at the end of the day, like if they call a bad penalty or the goal that, um, you know, they called what seemed maybe it was goaltender interference, like you just got to kind of roll with it and then go back out there. And it's kind of like a refocus mindset, like whatever happens, like let's just keep playing and we could respond right back. So I think that's kind of just how we deal with it. Thank you for your question. Yeah. Anybody else? Go ahead, right here. So looking at that second half schedule, which series do you guys have marked on your calendar? Okay, I'm going to say that one more time so we yeah. can hear it over, over the, the speakers and for the air. So the second half schedule, what series are you guys looking forward to most? And what was the second part of that? The, the, the most looking That's going to make the impact uh, in oh. the second half. Well, I think... Uh, the easy answer is Arizona. That's, uh, I think the boys are pretty stoked to go out to Arizona. But, uh, I mean, that, that weekend is obviously super important. The out-of-conference games carry a lot of weight in, in the pairwise rankings that, you know, end up basically deciding the tournament. And so, um, you know, it'll be fun for us to go to Arizona. But uh, it's also, I mean, it's a business trip for us. we got to go out there and, um, you know, two big wins would do a lot for us in, in the pairwise rankings. And so that's, that's one that's definitely, it's a fun trip, but it's, it's high, high importance for us. And, um, I mean, if I could say one other one, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've never played in North Dakota. <laughs> so, big series. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've, I've heard that uh, we're in for a treat there. So <laughs> o- Omaha fans and UND fans get along really yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I've come to figure out. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Any, you guys want to chime in on, like, what, what series you think you're looking forward to most or making the big impact for the second half? Coach? Yeah, I think Arizona, I think the next game, you know, I think mm-hmm. the next game for sure. You know, I know it's a coach answer, but uh, but it's true. I mean, like these guys, these guys know it. Every game is so important. So, yeah, I think ASU is good. And I'll go back to the fish-eating question, though. Oh, yeah, you want to <laughs> chime in on this? I thought you just wanted to sit silent. That's why I moved on pretty quick from it. Yeah, no, no. But you know what? It was a great answer by Jesse. You know what? It, you know what? We love when the fans... Quietly, I love when the fans get on the refs. So it's uh, uh, keep playing those replays, showing the showing the fans. But uh, but yeah, you can't control them. And and the one thing I do know in my coaching experience is the the more angry I get with the officials, the worse we are in the penalty kill usually. So it's uh, you know you got to try to show some emotional control and and uh, and not let your players know you're rattled or you know I think they can get rattles themselves. So like Jesse said, just kind of focus on the next play at hand there. But uh, but, yeah, I think uh, looking forward to ASU. I think it's going to be a great trip. I think we're going to have a lot of fans out there, too. And so I think it's a great series to kick off the second half here. So that, those interactions with the official, how explicit do they get on, like, a scale of 1 to 10 in those moments? Yeah, you know what? Like, sometimes I'll tell the players, hey, like, I might 
You guys stay focused here. I might just get after these guys a little bit. Here. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, what folks use for them or vice versa. Sometimes you're calm. But again, I think you got to, you know, it's, you know, you, you get to know these officials too. Sometimes the more angry you get, the worse it's going to be for you. Sometimes you got to talk to them at the right time. So it's a little bit psychological that you got to deal with these guys. But, but again, they're trying to do that and they're trying to do the best they can. And, and I think besides a couple of things, I think they've been okay this, this season here. And, uh, um, but again, at the end of the day, uh, they're trying to do their best and our guys got to focus all their energy on playing. Jesse, uh, do you want to chime in on uh, the game you're looking forward to before we move on to our next question? Yeah, I honestly don't really look at the schedule or know who we're playing uh, <laughs> until until probably the the week of. So my man, yeah, Dave, my man. Uh, yeah, like I I know like if it's a Monday we're playing. Yeah, whoever Augustana for out of conference this weekend, but I have no idea who the following weekend is. I usually ask someone like on the next Monday or something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't really get too far ahead of myself. I don't really care who we're playing either. It's just kind of like. Aside from the pre-scout, it's, it's going to be about us and, you know, the things we do. So I don't get too caught up in, like, oh, my God, we get to go here. Like, oh, we have to go here, blah, blah, blah. So it's, I mean, I, it's just, over the years, it's just, I, you don't, it doesn't do you any good to be like, oh, like, can't wait to play this game. And then you forget about the other two you're yeah, playing in yeah, front yeah, of you. Know. So it's, I just, I just worry about the team we're playing that weekend. And then hopefully someone tells me the next Monday who's playing, who we're playing <laughs> the next. So you guys must be happy though, that you're not playing against each other anymore though. Right. Yeah. No, I'm happy. I'm not playing <laughs> yeah. against him. That's what I when you're asking him about like his game and stuff, I was going to chip in and say like playing against him for the last couple of years is miserable. Like I would like, that's one of the weekends where I'd go and I'd look at lineup and just like hoping that he was like suspended or something. <laughs> it's, seriously. It's like, it's yeah, it sucks playing against him and, um, I've even had some buddies that I played with at Ohio State, you know, the last couple of years who we've played against this year, and like they even texted me and they're like, they're like after we'll play them or something, they'll be like, yo, like how's Lance Dell? Like, <laughs> it's got to be so nice having him on your team. I'm like, it is. Like, it's so nice to you know when I'm going back to retrieve a puck, not having him breathing down my neck, like that's a, it's a treat, relieving. Yeah, you know, what Jesse's been great in practice too. Like we have a couple of defensemen that like to overhandle the puck at times and he doesn't kill him in practice but but he'll be right there and it's like yeah that's what happens if you overhandle the puck right so it's he's been great for uh, teaching guys to do the puck early too oh good good we had another hand right here do you want to ask your question still uh, it's time of year that everyone's getting their year in review playlist curious what's the top song on your oh, nice oh, good question the Spotify wrapped yeah, yeah so the Spotify wrapped your top song on the year in review I uh I got some real, like, kind of niche artists and stuff on there. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll throw a few out. Do you guys – this is, like, this is a smaller one. My top artists and my top couple songs were from – do you guys know Still Woozy? That's, like uh, – he's, like, an indie. He's, like, a real small musician. I'm into, like, weird music. Um, but then another one, do you, uh, anyone know Camp? Camp, the, like, the, it's, like, a folk kind of uh, country band. Camp and then Tyler Childers and Zach Bryan were up there too. See, I could get, I know the last two. Tyler Childers, yeah, like Fall You to Virgie was one of my top songs. I don't know if you guys know Fall You to Virgie. That's a good one by Tyler Childers. Um, I think some other ones. Sorry. So I'm trying to get stand up. Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm, a, I'm a big music guy. I love all types of music. And so, but uh, yeah. I, I'm probably the opposite. I'm not a, I don't have spot. I have Apple Music, but I barely use it. Uh, but one artist, probably mostly because Slipic is our, 
DJ in our locker room. He loves Noah Kahan. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we listen to stick, stick Season for oh. him. It's the season of the sticks tonight. <laughs> it ruined the song, yeah. <laughs> Noah Kahan's great, but Slippy has yeah. Slippy's kind of ruined it for me because we played it over and over again. So, yeah, Stick Season, I've probably, out of everything, I've listened to that song more than anything I was else. Th- I was thinking if there was, like, one song to remember, like, my year here at Omaha, it's, it's Stick Season by Noah Stick Kahan, Season or like all I can think Or about. Hey Driver from Zach Bryan. Yeah, <laughs> one, of, one of those two. <laughs> one of those. But Slippy's a big fan of them. Yeah. yeah. Coach, what about you? Do you have Spotify? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't have Spotify. I don't have Spotify. Who, who, who do you listen to? Like, if you're in the car, are you yeah. a talk show guy or a podcast? Yeah, I like, I like the podcast. Okay, what would be, like, your most listened to podcast, then? I mean... No, I got... I mean, I Hopefully got, heard at sports radio. Yeah, right? that's, on, that's at number one. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm a big... Obviously, I'm a big hockey, psychology... Mm-hmm. You know all that stuff, right? That I like to, to like to listen to there. So nothing too exciting in, in the car. That usually the kids are giving me the latest uh, uh, latest uh, song to listen to there. So, so not uh, nothing too crazy. <laughs> what, for me. What's the kid favorite song for you? Like when you, you, you get what? in the car, you're with the, the family. I hold the button down, and they just say play. And they, 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 uh, <laughs> you hold Siri yeah. down for car uh, yeah, plays. Exactly. What you're so me. they they know the names. I, I'm again, I'm not super familiar, but uh, <laughs> usually it's not bad. Actually, they're getting into out of the kid kid songs and into some decent music. So, nice. uh, so it's good. But I love the guys. Like one of the things I like about our team is. Uh, we talk about it early in the year about respect for individual differences and just, you know, not everybody's going to be the same on the team. And uh, and I love that. Like, I love the fact that, you know, everybody's got their own niche and uh, hope, hope can be themselves on the team. And uh, I feel like we got a good guys that uh, and everybody has their own unique personality, which I think makes it a lot of fun. So it's great to hear these guys' answers, yeah. What about any other questions? We have one in the back right here. Go ahead, sir. And then we'll go right here at this table. <laughs> You're gonna get him going again. Oh, the drop the puck. Yeah. He's. Yeah. So they're 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 allowed to give one warning per team. Uh, so they like to give those out, and uh, and then uh, and then they drop it. Yeah, but again, the, the good the good officials for most of the time they should have a time clock. You know, they should have the same routine where the puck goes down and boom, it's coming down. So they get everybody set. So uh, yeah, those are those are frustrating on the centers uh, when they overhang onto the puck there. But they want to make sure uh, you know it's a good fair face off. So I think they've been trying to be really strict on that, and sometimes that results in the extended time before the puck gets down. <laughs> So essentially, that's a game plan question. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, sure. I think I think I think if you're placing a big physical team, right, you got to kind of know your opponent and do certain things that allow yourself a chance of success. So I think that's where we do a good job pre-scouting our opponents. And like you might play St. Cloud, that's maybe a little bit lighter, quicker, faster, and you might have an Ohio State that's a little bit a heavier game. And so when you're playing teams like that, you want to be moving all the time. You want to, you know, move on first touch. You want to move your feet. You want to move the puck and not allow them to kind of get you pasted against the boards and and play their advantage. And the same way when you defend, you play defending big guys. You want to be in there quickly and maybe outnumber the opponent really quick so you're not having to take a guy on one-on-one that's uh, maybe a bit bigger physically than you. Uh, so those are some strategies we'll use against big physical team. Uh, ma'am, we'll go right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that was kind of like a hey, do this <laughs> yeah. type of question. That's a statement. That's a statement. <laughs> but I love the premise of the yes. question. So when you guys are rich and famous, are you guys going to be ones that stiff the fan base or ones that give back? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, that was thanks just, for asking this, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even an ass. That was just like a, yeah, like a hard, you know. I love it. But yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, you know, I think it's kind of. I don't know if it's paying it forward or paying it back, but uh, either way, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, uh, you know, I, it's, I guess speak for myself. It's like I'm just, I'm appreciative of, of the opportunity that I've been afforded here and, um, you know, everything that it's, that it's brought me in. I think, uh, yeah, giving back is, um, yeah, definitely, 